So hello again, we're recording this as part of the Waning Moon Magic Circle on June 27th, 2021. Uh, Tanya and I are going to be doing a demonstration of how to make the Kittimos Talisman. The basic components of the Kittimos Talisman are bay leaves, which is our plant medicine for this month, um, green string, Get some green, green hemp cord. Green hemp cord. I like hemp cord, yes. I love hemp cord. Um, get key. What are you using for a key? I forgot my key. Oh, give me, I'm sorry. One second. <laughs> so discs, I'll talk about discs. Any type of discs. I have these um, slices of birch bark that I've had around since Christmas. So show us your key. Okay, I've got these really cute little tiny keys all around. Wonderful, okay, show us your disc. I showed them my birch discs. Okay, I, you know that I'm like a sucker for saving can lids. So I took my little, my little um, tomato paste can lids and I got a little hole in them and I kind of colored them green. So this is what I'm gonna use. I love that. That's fabulous. So tin, of course, is, you know, like the metal tin is, so you can add that as a layer, as a correspondence layer, like working with tin and the energy of tin, which is resilient and it has so many properties. Um, and if you ever have any questions about something like that, connect with Tanya, but come to her with correspondence is already planned. You know, like say, I've got some tin cans, Look, you know, and it's, can I use them? Yes, totally, here's how. Okay, so that's really, so it's a simple spell. You need discs, string, key, bay leaves. That's really it. Um, and it's a knot spell. So I did one already uh, just to show the, the knot aspect. So, cause I wasn't sure how far we get, Tanya, and I wanted to be able to show them what to do at the end, like one way to finish off a knot spell. And then we're also working with, there's so many of these little discs here. <coughs> and as our, for our glyphs, we're using Aquarius with the ascendant on the Aquarius for the timing of the spell. The waning moon in the sign of Pisces, let's dream big, remove all those obstacles to that. The sigil of Kittimos, the bright one, shine bright. And uh, if you like, you can add your own personal sigil or words or something to summarize your spell. That's the sigil I made for my spell. So you can make your own there or, you know, use one of the ones that we've shared in Covina at different times, if you like. Um, and then, so that is, so it's really simple. Um, Simple spell, my first recommendation, Tanya, since we're talking about this, my number one is if you're going to make a talisman using a cord, make sure you fold it over so you have a nice big loop at the top. Practical concern. What, what would be your number one practical concern about making a corded talisman? I, it would actually be the same because I love having a little finger loop or something, you know, to kind of shake it and give yeah. it a little... 
I love those little finger loops. Yep. So you can hang it. It's also good if you're going to be braiding it or cording it or knotting it. And that way you can anchor it on something, you know, like a Sharpie or whatever you're using. You can, so you can put the knots tighter and then you can hang it. I'm going to hang mine up on right on my wall calendar. When I'm done, I've got a Demeter that's been up there for a while and she looks like she wants some company hanging up over my calendar. So that would be my number one tip. Um, shall we try? So you're making yours now? I love this. I am making mine now. All right. So if anyone else is making theirs right now, pop it in the text chats so we know who's with us. my little finger loop. Yep, get your finger loop. I got big fingers. I have to make sure it fits. <laughs> um, use extra cords is also good. So this one, I think I've got six cords. So I folded it in half, like I folded it a bunch of times. So if you want, hold up your string tie so they can see what you're doing. My... I folded mine once so far and knotted it on the top for my little finger loop. Something else I've learned is have more thread, yarn, whatever, string, whatever you're using, more than you think you need. You can always cut it shorter, but you can't yeah. make it longer easily. So that's why we've put about three meters um, in the description. So this is about three meters and I'm just going, we're just folding it. If you are looking to buy threads, uh, Stitchy Bots, which is owned by Priestess Liz, our stone and thread priestess, uh, she, you can find, she has a post with the, the coupon code. So you can buy threads directly from her that are super top quality threads. She has got some awesome colors on her website too, I have to say. Okay. So here's the loop. Where are you at with yours? I am given another little loop here to make sure I have got my loop and my cords hanging down like what are your tips for making writing an intention well be specific as possible, obviously. That's probably the number one tip. Don't be vague, don't be general, kind of you want, you want what you want and you want to write that down. I like to, um, I don't know, I have this funny thing that I do where I just kind of sing my intention. When I'm trying to write one, I sing it out loud a little bit. And then when it sounds right, I'll write it down. Like, oh, that's how I want to keep it. And, um, or where, you know, the word map is always fun. But I tend to, uh, I tend to prefer, I don't know, singing it. I talk to myself, I say it out loud. And when it gets that flow, that's when I know that I'm onto something. 
I love that. And I love how, like, you know, in um, the compendia, I put like the instructions for doing an incantation um, from the Keeping Your Keys book. And I love how you just like your, like the intention flows naturally into an incantation. It becomes a song. So as you go through and you answer these questions, these tough questions, and then you pick what you're going to do, what, you know, if you're going to make a talisman, blessing bowl, bottle, whatever, whatever it is you decided is your focus, um, that as you're weaving it, just start to speak those words. And it's how it is weird at first. Um, but as you get used to working this kind of, which is really natural magic, working with the, the energies of colors, uh, plant medicine, stones, symbols, keys, and so on, as you get used to be connecting with them, it will become so much easier just to talk and sing your spell to life, whatever you're doing, just to sing to it. I'm just making my holes. I punched holes in my can lids with a nail. Now I just have to make them a little bigger. Make sure your thread is going to fit through your hole. All right. So I have another hole. I have a whole pro tip. So this is the little thing you do that I use for a lot of things. It's actually something to get the, the gunk off your teeth. This is one of my favorite tools for crafting. Um, and it's, I used it to make the holes in this. So this is literally a dental tool. I know, Tanya, you probably don't want to see a dental tool. Um, I claim the power of dentistry. <laughs> <laughs> Using it for good. And then you can use that stick... You can use one of these, they poke really good holes in things. And then you can also use it to poke your string through. My string's kind of being a pain right now. Are you doing with your string? It's good. That's why I like hemp cord. As long as your hole is large enough, it's got that sturdiness that I like. So I am all out of green hemp. I, you had, I thought I still had some lovely forest green, but what I had was this cotton and I wanted to work with this. But it is a little bit where it's caught and it's a little bit harder to get through the holes. Again, get your fancy dental tool. Pan <laughs> um, leads are fun too because they sound like wind chimes. I love that. And you could totally put that outside this time of the year, like at the threshold. And you can thread your bay leaves on however you like. Put them in front of your disc or behind your disc. I'm gonna put my bay leaves behind my discs. Did you put yours in front or behind? I am just adding them now. So let me see how, I probably put it behind maybe. Mine are a little bigger. Are you gonna do them on the same threads or are you gonna do it on separate threads? No, I'm really wondering right now. Originally, I planned on doing it on the same thread. I think I'm gonna stick with that. Okay, I'm gonna do this one then. I'll do it on separate threads so we can just see how it looks. So if anybody wants to type in the, te the text chat. So your bay leaves, bay leaves are amazing, super durable. Just get yourself a little hole punch or you can use your handy dental tool or whatever you've got to poke a hole. Um, and tie them on and then I'm going to tie my discs on. So there's so many different ways 
that you can do with this. I do recommend like it, make sure you've got at least eight threads in your bundle, because that way, even if you screw up one, you can just cut it off if you lose any. Okay, let that through. I always have to be careful. I tend to rip my bay leaf when I tie knots my Hulk strength. <laughs> oh, that's a good tip. Yes, be gentle. Because sometimes they split. What I did is I bought, I've got a whole bunch of fresh bay leaves and to dry them, but this one's cracked a little bit. Um, to dry them, I just like put them underneath like my big motor and pestle. It's, you know, it's stone super heavy. So they, they're kind of flat and really toughened up now. But sometimes you buy them and they are kind of fragile. I think we had a, what, there's a question in the text chat. Let me see if I can grab it while you're doing that. Oh, bay leaves. So the bay laurel monograph is in Pharmacaea. It's part of our curriculum for this month. So, and I also, bay laurel is one of the plants in my book, um, Entering Hecate's Garden in detail. And there's also a few pages on it in the Keeping Your Keys book. So you can get the signatures of bay from all of those places. In this spell, we're working with the properties. One of the, so we have a lot to talk about. If we're going to talk about the signatures of Bay, briefly what I'm going to say, Bay is deeply connected with um, the ancient Sibyls, the Pythia, the priestesses who use Bay leaves in so many different ways about prophecy, divination, magic, and so on. So since this is a waning moon removal spell, and bay is also good, has some attributes of, of banishing. And bay is also about visioning. So it works really well with the energy of Pisces. And also with the energy of Aquarius, when we're pulling out those two specific um, components, bay all is a bringer of abundance just by its nature. And um, also it has some protection, though if you need heavy duty protection, I would certainly not that's, that's not a key signature bay, but it does do that as well. Uh, but definitely bay as a visionary herb um, is very, that, that's how we're working with it here. And it, to just go, kind of get into that removal energy of anything that is blocking the dream, blocking the key. And then the signatures of Aquarius, of course, the one who has the, the innovator, the one with great perspective, the creates, you know, Aquarius is really about being able to see that big picture. So that's why when it came to the timing of this for activating the talisman, I chose uh, when Pisces was on the ascendant. So that is happening tomorrow with the waning moon in Pisces and Aquarius as the ascendant. If you're not ready to do it, we get the same but opposite uh, phenomenon occurring in the August full moon with Pisces on the ascendant. 
And I think that's right around um, 8 p.m. Oh, I think it's 7 p.m. Eastern. So if you have any questions about that, it's not in the compendia, but I did calculate that chart today. I looked at the charts to see. So if you can't, if you're not doing it tomorrow, I just want to double check here. So if you're not double doing it tomorrow, August 23rd during the full moon is the same but opposite of Aquarius coming with Pisces around 7 p.m. Eastern. So that's basically also early waning moon, but the moon will be in Aquarius instead of Pisces. And I set, Pis I set Pisces for the ascendant. So that gives us August 23rd at 7 p.m. So no rush to do this if you don't want to release it tomorrow. You want to take your time, August 23rd around 7 p.m. Eastern. Uh, adjust your, your calendar for wherever you are in the world, of course. So you get the right time. How are you making out? I've got like, quite a few of mine done. That was nice. This is, I keep going upside down. I wound up with my bay leaves on separate strings because it worked better that way. I'll probably, after we go, I'm gonna add another layer of green to the back of these just to kind of keep it. You know what, I think with incantations, is just connecting with what you're doing. And I think when we, we do have our, our not, so this is a not spell activation is what we're doing with this. And um, I did write an incantation that you can base yours on. And I use just to demonstrate how to summon the correspondences that we're working with in this spell. So we're gonna go over that in just a minute. So what else do we have to talk about? So keywords of Aquarius, banishing obstacles, the pursuit of creative freedom, innovation, original thinking perspective. In traditional astrology, um, astro uh, Aquarius is ruled by Saturn, which is an excellent um, signature to help us have some discipline as we're pursuing those dreams, big picture things and keys and so on. And then in modern astrology, uh, Aquarius is ruled by Neptune, which is like the psychedelic trip of the Zodiac. So Neptune is really gonna be helpful if you tend to put limits, like I can't desire that, I can't dream that. Neptune's going to be like, come and sit by me and we'll dream in Technicolor. <laughs> you got everybody on there? Another thing, if you're working with the wood discs, I mean, you may not be able to like nail, like just to nail the hole through, it might break things. That's what happened to me. I was trying different nails just to see. And then I went back to my old Sculpey tool, dental tool thing that I like to use for sculpting clay and all kinds of things. So mine's coming together. Let's see yours. Oops. 
Mine's taken on like a, um, it feels like, you call like one of those macrame hanging plant baskets. I love it. All right. So once you get it, and I'm just gonna leave mine rough. I always trim up all the threads and everything, but I'll just leave it rough just so we can talk about doing the knot part of it. So there it is. Lots of threads. So separate out your threads um, and you can knot it, you can braid it. You can kind of fancy it up however you want. At this point, I'm just gonna do it quickly just so I can show you how to not do the knot part of it. Mine's all knotted. How knotted is yours, Anya? Um, well, at the top, see, I did this little thing with mine where I have it at the top and then I felt very strongly that it needed a knot at the bottom here. So then it's, um, I like it like that though. All right, so I'm just gonna do this one like this for just to show the demonstration of what I've got here. Um, so then to, to start knotting it, and some of you are so fabulous with the knots, but I'm just going to do a quick demo. Um, if you're new to doing knotting, any kind of knotting, it's good to anchor it on something. You can anchor it on a Sharpie, anchor it on one of my favorite things, the rollers. Um, lots of things you can anchor it on to get the knotting done. I'm just going to do it super quick. Just to, so this is just, you know, just kind of like the decorative knotting if you want to weave it down, however you want to do it. I'm not going to do it for, for keeps. So weave it down however much you want. And then when you get to the point of how you want it, you can add, you can make the number of uh, braids or whatever you use here. You can have that as part of your spell if you want. But I want to talk about what we get at the end. So what I did at the end of this one, I hope I, you can, all can get a good look. So when it comes to a knot spell, so you're going to weave this down. I'll, I'll show you on this. Weave this down and you're going to take the ends of it once you get it as woven as you want. And that becomes the part that you knot. So you can weave them all through like that. But something that's easier to do is to take a couple of the ends Choose one end, I'm gonna take the, these two guys here and see how you make like, two, you, you pull out two threads that are easy and then you would not, you would do the knotting part right on those two threads. So you can add extra threads to a talisman, uh, which is what I did with this one. So you can see the knots here just ends like this because I, I put two extra threads on it that had no charms on the end of it. So if you want, so this spell, you can see what I did. So this leaves these extra threads that have no charms. And then, see if I can show you this. You can see that the knots 
are right here. So I braided the cord so it wouldn't be flying all over the place all the time. And then see the five knots for the spell are right here in this part of it. Does that make sense to everybody? Pop it in the text chat if that doesn't make sense. Now on this one, because I have charms on everything, we're going to, I'm going to do it a little bit different. So one thing you can do is just divide and conquer and pull the whole thing through neatly. Knot of one, well, this isn't too neat right now. Knot of one, the spell's begun and see, and then you have a knot. So the idea is to do the knotting when you activate the spell. So you get it all ready for Monday or August the 23rd. Um, and then you would start to tie the knot. So the, the first piece of course is waning moon, decreasing in light, bless this spell I weave tonight. So you can start, you can do some of the braiding then. Knot of one, the spell's begun. And then you would just go again, pull them up through if you're doing it this way with all the charms. And you can see how this weaves the charms, the bay laurel and everything right through. So you're creating like this unified field with this spell. Knot of two, you can make them as fancy or simple as you like. Knot of two, Pisces, this is when we appeal to Pisces. So we would hold up our moon in Pisces charm, our moon in Pisces charm. Pisces, make my dream come true. And then we would do knot of three. And knot of three, Aquarius, help me see. Again, Aquarius is about perspective and visioning, innovation, knot of three. And then you would connect with the Pisces charm. Knot of four, waning moon, remove what blocks the door. The waning moon signature is dominantly that of removals, banishings, purification, etc. Knot of four, working with returning to the waning moon. And again, connecting with the waning moon symbol that we. Knot of five. We're finishing the spell now. This talisman shall thrive. I'm like I said, I'm gonna hang this over my calendar, hang it over the doorway, put it outside where it's summer if you can, hang it, you know, hang it on a tree. Just hang it someplace where it can really get into that energy. Not a five. This talisman shall thrive. You could also say this spell's alive, whatever, and then. You can see my, just the five knots and then waning moon as you flee, take my problems away with thee. That's one of my favorite incantations for the waning moon. <laughs> and then, you, you know, as you say, recite that and can bit of the incantation, then you would just mount it wherever you're going to keep it. Yes, Liz. You would want to put, if you're doing it on August 23rd, 
the disc would get reversed. So just quickly, I'll show you what you would do. You would have your waning moon. Helpful to have something like this when you're doing the, these uh, work with sigils and symbols and so on. But you would just do the waning moon again. And you can use Sharpies, your paint markers, green pens. You could use white if you're using a darker media. So you would just do the waning moon symbol again, but you would do that with an Aquarius glyph beside it for that energy. And then your Pisces would be a standalone Pisces. Quick Pisces. And then your sigil. You could still, you could still definitely use the Kitamo sigil because I love the energy of the archer to, for launching a spell. The glorious one, the fire darter. So there's a quick version. See, I didn't braid it down far enough, so it's going to get all lumpy and bumpy and twisted. But you can see how this one, where it goes down quite far, it doesn't get twisted onto itself. I still have to, I might put some beads on the end of that, so I haven't quite finished. I haven't cut I was off. really thinking beads, like beads or maybe some bells. Right, oh, I love the bells, too. Mine's kind of taken form, and I really like, like, this long kind of tail that I've braided a little bit. And I just think it would be so cool for some bells. Oh, I love that too. Or a bone. Like if you have. Yeah. Oh, yes. Like if you have, um, I don't know, anything that you might want to use. I know you've got some bones there, Tanya. Anything you might want to weave. So that's a demonstration. of whatever using whatever that you have to kind of do the foundation of it and then um and i wove mine at the top and tanya and put the charms at the bottom and tanya put her charms at the top and then has the, the tail going down so you can do it either way but there is an example of how to make a kidamos talisman and uh, how to do the knot piece at the end so you're going to knot yours right at the end of the tail And then as soon as you nod it, um, you know, then it's ready to go. Um, and you can ask Hecate to bless it if you wish or whatever else you'd like to add and really concentrate if you, you have your own incantation, whatever that might be, whatever you're manifesting, whatever key you're bringing into glorious sight by removing things that are blocking dreams and blocking perspective. Again, working with the signatures of Aquarius and Pisces. It was so much fun. All right. Any other questions? Maybe I'll just use this as a teaching tool. You know how in the old days teachers used to have like pointing rods? Maybe I'll just use this dental thing. <laughs> Whatever works. <laughs> no, I'm going to put it away because when I, it is sharp. 
All right. Okay. We do have a couple questions. Somebody asked where you put the key. Um, really where you like. And yours, I guess the keys are probably at the top, right? He's at the top. Actually, I have, I put both of them that I had. I have one more, probably I make it so it's three keys. So I have kind of one up at the top of my tail and one at the bottom, but I think I will add another one at the very top to give it like that three world feel. Oh, I love that aspect of the three worlds. So there's so many different ways. Got any other questions there? No. Oh, what do you do with the talisman when the energy dissipates? So I think this is so interesting because I have talismans literally that are like seven, eight years old. That's that. So I tend to keep them, even if the energy dissipates, for me, they become a souvenir. And I would say I'm the same way. And if, if I don't keep them, you know, I like to, I'll throw them in my systemistica or, you know, I'll find one in a drawer and it's kind of like a, I'm sentimental. So it's a happy little memory of that talisman that I made, but there are a few times that I feel it needs to go in the fire. Yes. So I think it's one of those trust your intuition kind Definitely. of things. But this is a souvenir. This is what I did um, several years ago and hung it by the front door to the house. And it's so simple. When I look at it now, I was like, oh, I'm getting a lot better with the polymer clay in the last decade. Um, <laughs> That's the thing too. Yeah, when you keep them around and you can be like, wow, I've really gotten better at this. You know, so there's a key, light bulb. There's all these different aspects of things I wanted to, to bring out. This is uh, the colors and the the lessons from a course that I'm not teaching right now called the sacred seven. Um, so I tend to keep them. I do see them as souvenirs. I do, they do have energy. Um, but like you said, sometimes they need to be burned. Sometimes I will say this is over and done. It needs to get out of here, bury it in the woods or whatever. But it, I think seeing a talisman as like a vivified spirit that you are like coexisting with, you know, that it becomes like a companion to you. It's neither nor more, it, it won't work without you. So you need to be doing the things to manifest its energy into the world. It's a co-creation. So, you know, like if you switch gears and you've decided like, oh, I had that talisman for that, but now my focus is over here and I've decided to pivot. Then like Tanya said, you might need to burn it. Or maybe the whole point of the talisman is a banishing. You want to get rid of, like, this is just about removing obstacles, removing things that block our dreams, block our perspective. I mean, for me, this will work for years until it feels tired. It's got bay leaves in it. Um, you know, and I've had, I had like that bay, what did we call it from the sacred seven? Remember that we used to make something similar at a bay and I forget the name of it, but I had the, like, I had the original one probably for two years and then I had the subsequent one, I think for another two years. So bay lasts a long time. It's um, it's an endurance. It's a marathon runner, bay, really. <laughs> it's not a sprinter. It's there. So I think just talking to them and seeing them as vivified things that have a life that your coat that's in companionship to you. Um, I think that really changes like how you understand this type of magic or sacred creativity or, you know, yeah, like your Cory Talisman, your Cory Talisman, like a friend, like, you know, I have in my, my cupboard here, you know, I have, I made a Bay Laurel garland that I've got up there. And then I have my Cory Talisman. I have a whole bunch of things. I have a big, 
like I have a big, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, I have a, I don't know what the hell you'd call this thing. I have this thing I love. I bought at Ikea. I don't know what to call it. It's not a bulletin board. It's like a grid, like a metal grid with spaces, like squares. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Like okay, you can put the little eggs on it. Yep. <laughs> so it's like these little squares and then I have little hooks. So I have all of my little things hanging on that. So I don't know what I would call it, but they are all my friends. My original Cersei Poppet, who I have to keep like in a special little place because she's aged. And uh, yeah, so I just, I keep all of my, they're all my friends and companions and reflections of who I was when I made them. I love that. That being said, if I do like a spell, like, you know, like there's certain spells I'm not going to talk about here, obviously, but there are some spells that would never be done near the house in any and, and then they would be burned and released and blah, et cetera. They would never, they wouldn't be, they don't go on the, the friend's wall. <laughs> They're very far from here, the friends. I don't know, that's, that's just a, but this is a friend spell. Kidimos is gonna become a companion to us. And remind us that we can remove those blocks and, ban- and you know, banish things that stand in the way between us and our dreams and our keys and so on and we can get some good perspective on where we're going so that's what kinemos is so thanks so much everyone we're at time time has flown today hasn't it tanya yes. <laughs> i've gone from stormy to sunshine uh here in cleveland it's a whole new cycle in cleveland so thanks so much for watching everyone joining live if you want to stick around for another few minutes I'll be offering uh, the oracle to our uh, speakers that we had today, as I always do, but we don't ever do that on camera. But you're welcome to hang out for a few extra minutes while we do that oracle offering where I do a reading for all of our medicine bringers today.